first one. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Conversations with Mika Adeyemi. My name is Sophie Adeyemi, and this is my sister, Adora. And we're going to perform a short song for you called Heart of Worship before Nikki Adeyemi comes on. Enjoy. When the music plays and all stripped away, how simply come? Going just to break something that's a word that'll bless your heart. I'll break you more than a song for a song in itself. It's not what you ever Touch my chamber within through the way things appear. You look into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've when it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. Think of endless words, no one could express how much you deserve. Come, we can pour all of heaven's glory, every single breath. Song, for a song in itself, it's not what you have required. You search much deeper within, for the way things appear. You look into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Now come back to the worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. Okay. 
Thank you. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you, ladies, for that time of worship. Thank you, thank you, thank you, friends. Happy Thanksgiving to you um, and to yours. What a time to be alive. Um, we sang and coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. And um, thankful through the storms. Thankful through the storms. It's, um, I know this year has been very interesting, you know. It's been a time, a year that has been very unusual. Um, many of us have had, you know, just things thrown at us, literally, um, that have shaken us. All right. Some have lost loved ones. Some have, um, um, you know, just all kinds of things have happened um, this year. So we want to be able to say thank you. We want to be able to say thank you, Lord. Um, we want to be able to say thank you. And um, what? Okay. In the midst of the storms to say Thank you. How easy is it to say thank you when you're going through trials and temptation? How easy is it? Difficult, right? So I'm just going to encourage us. We're just going to have a, you know, um, chat. Like I'm here just to encourage um, my community as we do every Thursday, <laughs> you know, and um Thanksgiving through the storm. I want to read from Habakkuk chapter 3, 17 to 19. And the message translation, it says, though the, cherry trees, though the cherry trees don't blossom and the strawberries don't ripen, though the apples are warm eaten and the field weeds stunted, though the sheep pens are shipless and the battle bands empty, I am singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior. Hmm. I take heart and gain strength. I run like a deer. I feel like I'm a king on a mountain. So the catch there says, though the cherry trees don't blossom, though the trees don't blossom, which tells us, you know, it's saying that uh, though the, the, um, you've not made profit, you know, this year in your business or, you know, while though, um, you know, things have been rough, you've planted, you've not seen a harvest, but he says what? Choose to praise God, choose to give him thanks. I'm counting on him. He says, I'm counting on God's role to prevail. I take heart and gain strength because while we're alive, there is hope. We're breathing, right? So there is hope for tomorrow. There is hope that things will get better. But in the moment, we are grateful for what we have. We don't look at what we do not have, but we look at what we have. We look at what is left, and we're still able to say thank you. Thank you. So first, it's okay to acknowledge that. It's been a stormy year. So giving thanks or thankful through the storms is not about um, 
being in denial, okay? It's not about um, denying that the storms have been there. It's not about um, not acknowledging. You acknowledge that it has been a stormy year or it has been a stormy season or you've gone through um, massive changes, okay? And for many, it's turned out for the better because that's God's plan, that all things should work together for good to them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. That's his plan, um, you know? So we wait and we live in expectation that good will come out of it. He gives beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You see, the garment of praise instead of a heavy spirit. So when we feel heavy, when we feel discouraged, it's time to praise. It's time to think good thoughts. It's time to think about what is left. What do I have? What can I still be thankful for? I can be thankful for breath. I can be thankful for, for my mind. I can be thankful, you know, it takes intentionality. It takes being intentional and looking around or looking inwards and finding something to be thankful for in the midst of the storm. So while the storm rages, you know, let joy rage in your heart. Let gratitude well up in your heart. Okay, I know sometimes it's easier said than done, but you know what? When we link into God, when we link into the Holy Spirit, he helps us. To give thanks. First Thessalonians 5:18. I read this in the New Living Translation. It says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. It's a joy to belong to Him. And if you do not belong to Him yet, just um ask Him to come into your heart. It's as simple as that. Whenever I ask Him, He will not deny. Um, so he says, this is the will for those of us who belong to Christ Jesus, to be thankful in all circumstances. Did he say some? He says, in all, in all. Gratitude is a function of focus. It's a function of focus. And let me tell you, I've had times when I didn't feel like giving thanks. I didn't feel like singing praises. You know, I felt like sulking. I felt like just grumbling. But you know what? The moment I remember, the moment I look into his word, or the moment it occurs to me like, hey, girl, you're alive. Girl, look around you. Look within you. You know, you've, 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 he's brought you through before. One of the ways in which we are able to give thanks is when we think back, when we look back to times when we had it really rough. Okay, it may not have been as rough as 2020, okay? But there might have been a time that you had it rough, maybe when you were, you were much younger. Um, and here you are, you came through it, obviously. I might take thinking about that. Um, it might take thinking about when you wrote that exam over and over again and eventually you passed. Or you didn't pass it eventually, but you still went to the next level. You still got the job or you still um, got favor and got um, admission eventually. Um, for another course, you know, think, let's think about the little things in this season. Today's Thanksgiving Day in America, but I believe that all around the world, we should adopt this day as a day of Thanksgiving. Of course, every day we should thank God, every day. 
but this nation has set aside this particular day to just be grateful to be grateful for one another to be grateful for family for friends to think and of course to eat turkey <laughs> to eat lots of food but the the purpose should not be lost and the purpose is to be thankful intentionally so i would say gratitude is a function of focus um are we looking at the storm or are we looking at the lord you see when we look at the storm when we look at whatever the storm represents in your life okay it might even be a sickness um or it might even be um the loss of loved ones if you keep focusing on that you'll be sad okay if you keep focusing on like i said earlier what you don't have so gratitude is a function of focus matthew 14 28 to 31 in the new living translation i read then peter called to him and said lord if it's really you tell me to come to you walking on water yes come jesus said so peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water towards jesus but when he saw the strong wind and the waves he was terrified and began to sink and said save me lord jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him <laughs> he said you have so little faith why did you doubt me the catch here the key here is that when he saw the strong wind and the waves he was terrified so initially if you look at the background of this story it's um again matthew chapter 14 verse 28 to 31 or just read the whole of matthew 14. now jesus was in the boat with the other disciples and jesus obviously had stepped out of the boat at some point in time and was just having a good time walking on water and they had never seen this before have you i haven't but because i read it in the bible i know i know that um it happened <laughs> you know i know that it's it's um, a true life story and so jesus was walking on water and peter got interested i mean didn't the others see him we don't know that's a story for another day but Peter got interested. I said, ah, this looks like Jesus. He was looking, staring. I said, Jesus, Lord, if this is you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, come. So he knew that voice. He knew it was Jesus. He stepped out on the voice. He stepped out on the word, obeying. Hello. How many times have we stepped out obeying God? How many times have we stepped out um, on his instruction? Yes. But then somewhere along the line, it looked like, the whole thing seemed to fail. Why? Because we took our eyes off him. There was nothing wrong with the word. There was nothing wrong with the instruction. Jesus said to Peter, come, <laughs> you know, and Jesus stepped out and he began to what? Walk on water. So that was, everything was going good, right? Until Jesus was, I mean, Peter was having a great time. I mean, if it was you, what would you, I mean, swimming is one thing. I can swim. I love swimming. It's one of the sports I, I developed when I was very young. And um, <laughs> I just remember something right now. I won't, I won't digress into that story. I won't. <laughs> um, but if there's time, I'll tell you the story. Um, so I love swimming. And it's fun to swim. It's fun to float on water, you know, on your back. It's fun to take strokes and go from one end of the pool to the other. But on the ocean, on the high seas or whatever, to walk, 
to actually walk on water, I don't know about that. But G Peter stepped out and he was actually walking on water and he was having fun. I know he must have been having fun. But then what happened? He took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the storm. Fear set in. He took in the situation. He absorbed it. He thought about in that split second, ah, what if I say, hey, this storm is going to kill me. Yeah, you know, all those things that go through our minds because of what is happening around us or because of what has happened to us. We take our eyes off Jesus and he began to sing. Of course, he cried out to that same Jesus, said, save me. And Jesus saved him. Hallelujah. What a savior we have in him. What a savior we have in him. Jesus was not, didn't start rebuking him. He didn't start, of course, later on, he corrected him and said, oh, you have little faith, you know, and all that. But in that moment, he didn't start condemning him. He didn't start preaching an epistle to him. He said, save me. And Jesus saved him. Jesus didn't let him drown. He didn't say, you see yourself. Can you see what, you know, when I said eyes should be on, he saved him first. He rescued him. Okay. And that is love and compassion. <laughs> he rescued him. After pulling him into the boat or what happened? Did he pull him into the boat or he began to walk? with him they walked together in the water something like that what happened was that then jesus began to teach him he began to correct him right he began to preach a sermon to him and show him where he went wrong and said oh you you little you have little faith you were distracted right so again i think this is also a word for us to first of all have compassion on people it's compassion first it's love first before all the harshness and all the rebukes and People need to know you care before you begin to like tell them everything you know and correct them on how, what you know and they don't know. We've got to meet people where they are. I guess this is for people who are leaders. So I'm talking to myself, <laughs> you know, at this point in time. How Jesus had compassion on him and saved him because he's someone that is rescued that you can talk to. If he drowned too late for Jesus to start saying, oh, you know, and all of that, start, um, trying to teach him what he should have done better. Um, so we need to have compassion on people. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know why I'm doing, just digressing into that. We need to have compassion on people. Thank you, Lord. So, and um, of course, have compassion on yourself. Enjoy your life. Be thankful for who you are. Be thankful for your journey. Um, I know you are not where you want to be yet. Uh, you're not where you have sinned, you should be, uh, but this is not the end of you. If it's a vision, then it means it's still ahead, right? So, um, and our lives are not perfect. I know there are things I'm still expecting, things I'm still, but I'm going to be thankful for where I am right now. I'm going to be thankful. And so this is the encouragement to be thankful through the storm. What storms have raged you? What storms have you um encountered in a time like this what storms have you been through let me know thank you lord mm -hmm. what are you going through what are you oh, oh the lord i can't reach out right now to the i hope this is still running i hope this is still i hope we're still live <laughs> thank you thank you yes so we're talking about thanking him through the what? 
through the storms, through the storms. Let me see your wave. Let me see your comments. Um, I'm so far from my Instagram. Um, yeah, right now. <laughs> okay, so Jesus is our Savior. He wants us to focus on him. He wants us to look at him and not at our storms, not to look at what is, you know, because what is around us will distract us. Storms distract, they've come, some come, storms come to destabilize, right? What do storms do? They come to bring fear, they come to destabilize us, they come to shake us up, right? Um, they come to, um, in the, on the immediate, storms don't seem to do anything positive for us. But in the long run, I'm telling you, storms test what's inside us. Storm, uh, storms um, show us the mighty God that we serve. Mm? Yep. If we engage him, if we ask for his help, if we ask for his wisdom, um, storms come to reveal even who we are. Reveal what we have in us, what we are capable of. We can do much more. We can rise beyond the storms. I'm telling you. Um, because now we're coming to the end of 2020 and some of us will look back and say, how did I even survive this year? But you did, girl. You did. Man, woman, you did. And that's something to celebrate because if you're on this broadcast with me, if you're in this community, if you're watching right now or you're going to watch afterwards, you are alive. So you made it this far. Be thankful for that. Be thankful. And so we should focus on what we have, not what we have lost. Hmm. He lost his stability. He began to drown. Okay, because he took his eyes off Jesus. He had Jesus. He had the storm as well. But he decided to go with the storm. And for that moment, he was sinking, right? But when he decided to put his eyes back on Jesus, I said, Lord, you, you can calm the storm. You made me. I'm going to focus on you. You know what is going on, even if I don't know what is going on. There's a storm in our nations. There are storms going on in Nigeria, in the U.S., in Tunisia, in Sudan, in Ethiopia right now, Cameroon. We're praying, we're watching, we're doing what we can to support. In a few nations, so um, why the storms? But through the storms, in the storms, we'll be hopeful and have an attitude of gratitude um, as long as there's breath in us. The Bible says, let him that has breath, what? Praise the Lord. If we have breath, then we can still praise him. If we don't have breath, if we're alive, we can't praise him anymore. We've gone to the you know, other side. Um, so gratitude is an attitude of choice. Gratitude is an attitude of choice. So today we're intentional about gratitude and it shouldn't just be today. I think it should be every day and we can actually take up the challenge to be grateful every day from now till the end of the year, at least every day, find something to be grateful for. When you wake up, say, I woke up, I'm grateful, Lord. Because like I always say, we do not have the power to wake ourselves up. We do not have the power to wake ourselves up. Mm -mm. <laughs> you can have the power to put yourself to sleep if you're, you're sleepless or you can drink something, milk, or take 
um, medication that would knock you out and cause you to sleep. But you cannot, from inside your sleep, say, now I need to wake up. And it's not about the alarm clock. How many alarm clocks have rung and some people have already gone? So the moment you wake up, I like to do that. The moment I wake up, I'm like, Lord, thank you. I'm up. Not that I didn't expect to be alive, but I'm just grateful that, hey, I have another day. Okay? And no matter how how previous the how how the previous day was, no matter how much it sucked, the fact was I slept, I woke up. It's an opportunity. You never know the surprises that you're gonna have, even as you begin to put in the work for the day ahead. You know, so we always start, and it's always so good to start with gratitude. Start each day with gratitude. Okay, your problems might still be there, but start each day with gratitude. It's a choice. It's a choice. Friends, we haven't been um, promised a perfect world, but we have a perfectly loving Father who has power over every storm. Oh, we're not, per we're not promised a perfect world. And this year, the world was in its worst state, right? In the imperfections of COVID-19, you know. But God has got you. And guard your heart with all diligence out of the issues life. Guard your heart. Don't let, don't internalize the storms. Okay, but internalize his grace, his power, his love. And that's why it's so good to sing songs, play music. You know, we listened earlier on to Sophie and Adora, and that was so good. That reminded us that what? We're coming back to the heart of worship, where it's all about him. It's all about you, Jesus. You know, we, the song says, we're, we're sorry, Lord, for the thing we have made it. What have we made it? What have we made our lives? What have we made the world? What have we turned everything into? What have we idolized? Have we idolized a, a world leader? Have we idolized your president or president-to-be? Have you idolized some leader? Have you idolized your pastor, prophet? No. What have we turned our lives or what have we turned these people into? They are human. We're sorry, Lord, for the things that we have made, um, turned um this world into and even turned our own lives to to some extent he says we're coming back to the heart of worship and if i checked last time i checked we were to have we were to have no other god beside him we're not to have any idol human or thing we are to worship only god worship only him thou shalt worship the lord your god and um, you have no other god before him so again let's return back to that place of gratitude to God, to that place of worship of him, not worship of things, not worship of our beauty, not worship of the material things we have, not worship of human, fellow human beings. No, let God be God. Let's give him his rightful place. And of course, let's always be grateful for the people he's brought into our lives, for leaders. We are to be grateful, we're to pray for them. Um, that they do better, that they be healed. They're human. Everyone acts to the level of their capacity per time or to the level of what they know, that they be healed and leaders are right. But you know, you and I, I am so grateful that I have God. We have God. We have Jesus as a pattern to follow, as a spiritual leader. We have God to show us the way. And we have our natural leaders who sometimes may disappoint, but again, we are not to fix our entirety and our being 
um, our economy on them. Praise God. You know, he says in Isaiah 48, he says, I will teach you. I am the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. And I will teach you how to profit. I will lead you in the way to go. So when they say there is a recession, like some countries have just announced <laughs> that there is a recession. Hello, that is a storm. Don't look at it. Look within. Look at the one that will give you wisdom. Look at the one that has been telling you, invest here, save here, and all of that. And if you had not listened to him before, look inwards and say, Lord, what are you telling me to do about my finances? Don't be overwhelmed. I know my economy is not tied to the to 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 the economy of Nigeria or the US or of any place. Um, ultimately is tied to my obedience to God because he sees ahead. He knows the end from the beginning. He knew the brook was going to dry up. That's when he told Elijah to say, go to the widow at Zarephath. He knew the brook was going to dry up. If Elijah stayed there and said, no, God, you told me to come to this brook, so I'm not leaving. God told him to go to the brook. And the same God said, get up from the brook I have provided another opportunity. Do you see? So it's not about what God has said. It's about what he's saying in the now for you. Not for your sister, not for your brother, not for your, the other person. What is he saying to you now? So I want to know what God is saying to me now, not what he has said. So if I acted on what he said to me um, 30 days ago, what he acted said to me a year ago or five years ago, I need to in this season or from time to time check in with him and say, Lord, I'm still acting on that. Is there a change? He may say, okay, there's a new word. There's something new that I want you to do. Then I dump the old one and I move with the new. Hello. So when you come to the brook, you will not find me there. Even though I told you last year I'll be at the brook. But if you come this year, I will not, you will not find me there. Because God already said the brook is going to dry up, move, make it. And that is the thing. Many of us are not flexible enough. We're not flexible enough. We're rigid. Oh, God said this. Oh, that's where I'm going to ah. I will turn that for yeah. Sorry, that's pigeon English. You know, ah. No, you need to say, Lord, are you saying anything different? If you don't hear anything new, stay there. But be open, be flexible, don't be rigid. You're not a tree, you can move. Hello, yes, you can move. Thank you, Jesus. And it says we're trees, right? By the planted by the rivers of water, aren't we? That's all when the river dries up. God will sort you out. Amen. So thank you, Lord. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing what we can do in the place of gratitude. Gratitude forces us to look inwards. It forces us to count our blessings. This is what in Psalm 103, from verse 1 to 3, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. You know, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. We're not saying, so in the storm, your soul can still bless him. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Number four, miracles of restoration can happen when we give thanks. There is or of multiplication. A story comes to mind, and that's in John 11. The whole of chapter John chapter 11 is amazing. And you know, it talks about when Lazarus, um, the friend of Jesus, <laughs> died. And um, Jesus was away. He was working doing miracles, helping people. And um, he was sick, Lazarus was sick, but Jesus came late according to the timing of man, right? 
Let me tell you, when he comes late, most likely he's coming big. He's coming big for you. When he, it seems like he didn't show up on time, according to your timing, according to what your friends are, like, hmm, okay, where's God in your life? Hmm, where's God? Where's God? You know, you see, you're serving God. Where he hasn't done this, he has not done this. You know what, girl? Hold your peace. Let them say, let them say they're the owners of their mouth. Jesus eventually showed up for Lazarus. And when he showed up, they must have still doubted. Martha doubted anyway, like, okay. After he's been dead, four days. He didn't just die yesterday. He's been dead. He must be smelling by now. I mean, who does that? Who does that? But you know what? I think it was Mary that switched to worship. She fell at his feet and worshipped him. She still complained. She still said, look, master, if you had come, my brother would not have died. But now that you're here, hello, she was still thankful that he showed up all the same, even though he showed up late, but he still showed up and she still worshiped him. Can you worship him in spite of your pain? Can you worship him because he still came on the scene, even though you're not sure whether he'll do the miracle or not? Okay, Jesus knows what he'll do. God knows what he'll do. Like, look, he makes all things beautiful in its time. There was a time that Lazarus will be called for. Hallelujah. There's a time where you, 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 your situation will come out of the grave, will come out of, of the storm. Hello. There's a time when your womb will be open, my friend. There is a time he will show up for you. What is our own business? Our own business is to be grateful, to walk in gratitude, to walk in thanksgiving for what we have, not for what we don't have, not for what he has not done. But you know what? He saved us. He went to the cross. How will he do not together give us all things that pertain to life and godliness? So hang up, please. Don't give up. Miracles of restoration still happen. Miracles of healing still happen. As a matter of fact, in Jesus' name, I pray for you. I thank God for you. I pray for your broken heart. In the name of Jesus, Lord, give beauty for ashes. I minister to you now, beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. May, may joy be restored to your broken heart in the name of Jesus the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness you found it difficult to praise him but right now in Jesus name I say Lord cloak them cloak each one under the sound of my voice with the garment of praise let that garment come on them in the name of Jesus let them find their voice towards you once again in the name of Jesus hallelujah and that voice of praise and that garment of praise, that voice of thanksgiving becomes a sweet smelling sorrow in the ears of God. Complain is music to the devil's ears. Complaining is music to the devil. It is music to demons. It causes them to dance. They keep, they, you know, when we complain, they, they, they come, the demons are saying, yes, she's singing our song. She's, she's singing for us. She's giving us music. She's giving us music. And the angels are like, oh my God. Well, the moment we switch to praise, heaven begins to rejoice with you. You're speaking the language of heaven. They know that you're in the midst of a storm. But as we begin to intentionally say, Lord, I thank you because you're good. I'm returning to the heart of worship because you're good. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so good. You are a good God. I judge you faithful. 
Ah, the moment we begin to do that, number one, the atmosphere around you changes. Why does the atmosphere change? Because the angels come to begin to rejoice with you. Before demons were camping with you, look, I've known both sides. We have to sit down and complain. And when you complain, the more gloom and doom, with the tears, the more, why? Why do you feel bad? The moment you feel bad and the moment you continue, you begin to sink deeper. Why? Because you have, the demons have come. They have encamped around you. But how do you dispel them? When you switch to praise, when you can't praise, put on the music. We have worship artists, music artists. We have worship leaders who have done albums, who have sung, you know, that will take us to. So even when you can't sing, just let it play. Just let it play. Before long, you know you're singing along, right? And that's why I brought my daughters earlier on. I said, okay, we're going to do it differently right now. Come with your guitar. Come with your voice. <laughs> you know, don't be shy. Let's do this. And so um, it sets the atmosphere for restoration. John 11, chapter 4, John chapter 11, verse 41 to 44. NLT. So they rolled the stone aside and Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. You see, he had already prayed. He had Lazarus in mind, even though he came late. He, he had Lazarus in mind, even though he seemed, sorry, to come late. He had Lazarus in mind, but in front of everybody, he said, Lord, I thank you. He was showing us a pattern that let your thank you be loud. Let everybody, let people hear your thank you. Ah, you don't have to whisper it, okay? And so he said, Lazarus come out and the dead man came out his hands and feet bound in grave clothes <laughs> his face wrapped in the head cloth because that is how they buried him right and Jesus told them unwrap him and let him go unwrap him and let him go in the name of Jesus whatever has led to cause you to be bound I declare as God will, will declare over you I declare in faith unwrap you and let you go let every grief cloth let every pain let every thing that has held you bound and down let you go in Jesus name but what was the genesis of it? I thank you, Father. I thank you, what, Father, for hearing me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So let's thank him. Let's begin to thank him. Hallelujah. Let's begin to thank him. We said it's okay to acknowledge that there are storms or it's been a stormy year or a stormy situation, whatever you've been, you are going through or have been through, it's okay to acknowledge but to still be thankful in all circumstances gratitude is a function of focus don't look at the storm look at jesus who was walking on water and you're doing good walking on water and when you're sinking cry out to him to save you focus on the storm gratitude is an attitude number three it's a choice be intentional about it and um we can have miracles of restoration miracles of multiplication we know the story of the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes um, when there was nothing to eat and jesus really really wanted to feed these people and there was so um 
There was little, there wasn't enough. But what did he do first? He focused on what he had. The disciples said, uh, just two, five loaves and two fish. What is that? It cannot uh, for 5,000 people. There's nothing. He said, no, bring it. Bring it. I'm going to show you a principle here. Oh, you of little faith. He said, bring it. He was trying to show them a principle. And he's trying to show us the principle that first of all, give thanks. And it's there in the Bible as well, book of Timothy. He said, first of all, giving of thanks for those in authority, for kings, giving of thanks, intercessions, prayers, that we may live a godly life, live a life of peace in all honesty and truth and all of that. So this is even back to world leaders again. For those of us who are not world leaders, who are not the president, there can only be one president, there can only be one vice president, they can, right? What is our duty to pray? But if you look at that uh, scripture, and that is just coming to my mind, I didn't note that down. He said, first of all, giving of thanks. So let's begin to give thanks. Let's give thanks for whoever is president per time, at any given time, giving of thanks, praying for them, you know, and with an attitude of gratitude. Let's not focus on the storm. Let's not focus on, okay, well, the election goes, they counted, they didn't count well, they rigging, the whatever, they rigged, they didn't rig. Let's not focus on those stormy things. Let's focus internally and say, Lord, you are still God. You are still on the throne. You are the king of kings. You're the president of presidents. And as long as you have not left that throne, I'm good. I'm good. Hallelujah. Let's not give in to fear. The more we praise, the more faith is welled up in our heart. hearts. Um, faith is welled up in our hearts, overcoming the fear. Let's not make him small. God is not smaller than the president of any nation. God is bigger than every mountain. He's bigger than everything. He's bigger than every situation. He's bigger. We are in the end times. And friends, we are not even afraid. We are not afraid of the end times because this is the season where the word of God Things have been written and they must come to pass. They must come to pass that there will be persecution in the last days, that there will be um, people who will you know, hate on us and all of that. But we are not to focus on the haters. We are to focus on God, receiving strength from him to love people, to love the unlovable, not to demonize people, not to call people witches, not to call people Jezebel, not to, to love people. This is our assignment, but how do you love people if you do not draw strength from him? How do you love people if you do not focus on the giver of love? We have focused too much on man, and that is when we are filled with fear, and we're filled with hate, and we're filled with discouragement. Hello, it is time to switch. It is time to switch. For me, God is my God. It doesn't matter who is vice president, who is president or vice president part time over any nation that I, I, I belong to, over any nation where I'm a citizen or over any nation where I live. God is the governor among the nations. God is the is God. He's okay. Thank you, Lord. God is God. So for me, it's a refocusing. It's a recentering. Hallelujah. It is a recentering. I am focusing on God and that which he's saying to me per time in the now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And what a joy it is. And if you don't know him, if you don't have a relationship with God, I'm inviting you into one. It's a relationship of love. Please, it's not a relationship of doom and gloom. You might have focused on people and they have failed you. Or you might be backslidden because... You've been to a certain church and you, you just didn't gel, it didn't work out. The things you looked out at and you were discouraged. But you know what? Again, 
I'm inviting you not to a church. I'm inviting you to a relationship with Jesus, the one who pulled Peter out, you know, uh, who, who pulled Peter up from the sinking storm, from the, when the storm and the ocean uh, was, was sinking him. The one who died for you and I, <laughs> and his death was not in vain. The one who is coming back because he is the king, reigning triumphant. The one who needs to reign in our hearts. Hallelujah. I'm in love with him. And because of that, I'm not moved by anything, um, but by his love. So friends, it's a beautiful time to be alive. Because when all is said and done, when the whole earth is wrapped up, or whether we go to be with him, you know, um, and all that, whether the, you know where you'll be, and you'll be in a good place. Hallelujah. So do not fear death. Do not fear what man can do to your body. Just be in a love relationship with God. Read his word daily. Grow. Grow. And, yes, and be thankful. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Someone says, Happy Thanksgiving from Alaska. Alaska. Oh, my God. Thank you for being in this community. Can you imagine? People are... So today, I'm sorry, it looks like Facebook people, we lost you. It looks like we weren't able to connect, but I'm glad we have YouTube. So this is going to be on YouTube. This is going to be on IGTV, Periscope. It's going to be there even as I save it after now. Oh, friends, happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving day. And I pray and I prophesy over you that on this Thanksgiving day, every day between now and the end of the year, you will find a reason to give thanks. You will be intentional about giving thanks and your life would literally, you will literally glow and blossom. And people wonder, we know the storm you are in, but you would not look like what you've been through. You will not look like what you are going through. And I tell you, you will come out shining. And before you know it, that miracle you wanted, that miracle of restoration or multiplication will happen for you. I can't promise that it will happen tomorrow. But let me tell you, as you focus on him, it will happen. You will see the manifestation in due season. So friends, let's keep shining. Let's keep thankful. And let's keep celebrating God and one another. Love you. Bye for now.